How's everybody doing today? I am doing a little bit something different today. No microphone, just uh, recording straight from the Zoom. Uh, having my breakfast, which happens to be a banana. <laughs> a banana from Honduras. Yeah. From the Dole Company. And these funky mandarin oranges they're like an easy peel mandarin oranges man i love this time of the year because you can get incredible fruit from here on out into the summer but these mandarin oranges just peel apart so easily and i'll tell you god was in one of those fantastic moods where he was sitting there he's like let's let's invent some amazing stuff today all right so we'll invent watermelon mm. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. These bananas, you got that? You writing this down? Yeah. Some mandarin oranges that just easily peel and taste fantastic. Like totally full of sweetness and flavor. Listen to this. Listen to how easy they peel open. Bam, that's it, right? And uh, let's give them a cool color, too. We'll call them orange. <laughs> Bananas will make yellow. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man, it's good. So, where am I going with any of this? If I'm having this for breakfast right now and not anything else crazy... You can tell I've been eating right, and I have been eating excellent. For example, yesterday's breakfast was uh, some oranges, these mandarin oranges and a banana. And then I segued into making um, roasted bell peppers, fire-roasted bell peppers with onions. Grilled those up, a little bit of olive oil in there, salt, pepper. And then I added some uh, turkey sausage, and I, what I did was I chopped that up really fine. And then started grilling that all in there with the peppers. And I cracked a whole bunch of eggs, like six eggs. Scrambled them up. And then I made, like, peppers and eggs, right? But enough for a couple days. So I had that for breakfast as well. And that kind of held me until dinner. And I was in charge of making dinner last night. So I made jasmine rice. Check this out. Jasmine rice. And then I bought a bag of, uh, well, my wife bought a bag of it last week. Uh, the, like already cooked, already cooked shrimp, right? When they're already peeled as well. So I thawed out, excuse me, approximately 12 of those for each of us. And then I also stopped at the market and bought some white corn, boiled that up. And bam, that was dinner. And it was delicious and it was super healthy little bit the only additive was a little bit of uh, uh, cocktail sauce right which is all basically a little bit of ketchup and some uh, horseradish in there and that was it and an, an excellent meal and I had um, a little glass of milk after that I normally don't drink milk but I drink almond milk the unsweetened original not the vanilla flavored but um, that was it woke up this morning and it's continuing man it's uh, the scales going down 
And you're probably going to ask me about, oh, well, what happened with the Slim Fast? Oh, not, not Slim Fast, but what happened with uh, the Weight Watchers thing? Listen, I am, uh, I think it's a fantastic plan. And I was all excited about it for a while. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be motivational. Um, but look, I think it's really structured plans are just not for me. I, I tried. I, I did really well with it years ago. I lost like 45 pounds. It was crazy. Uh, what? You had 45 pounds to lose? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but this time, I'm just doing it with eating whole foods, eating foods that are, uh, they are what they are. There's no added ingredients to them. It's just natural foods. Um, and lean meats, if I'm going to eat that, or seafood. Uh, just being mindful of the added sugars. And that's hard, because uh, I love sugar like anybody else. And I love carbohydrates like anybody else, but my carbs are mainly going to come from fruits and vegetables. And maybe if I want uh, some kind of bread, it will be a whole grain bread. So that's basically all I'm doing. Read a whole bunch of stuff uh, within the past month about weight loss and such. And excuse the allergies. You know how that is, man. We've talked about that before, but with the, um, you know, with the eating, it just has to be clean in a way. If you think of it that way, uh, like, I wouldn't put muddy water into the gas tank of my truck, right? It's not going to run right. But if I, you know, use a filtered gas, you know, an actual gasoline that's refined from the pump, then I'm pretty safe, and it's going to run well. It's the same with food. We put it in our bodies. We don't even think about what we're doing. Our body's an engine, and uh, you got to feed it the right stuff. you got to fuel it with the right stuff. So will this mindset stick around? Stick around and find out. Who knows? But I am down pounds, man. Um, I have a goal weight that um, I don't know if I'm going to get it get to it within the next 12, 13 days. I'm really hoping I will. Um, but every every pound is uh, is ground gained, and and we are on a mission here to just uh, try to extend our lives and do do well with the eating, with the stress reduction, because that is what's going to keep us around. And we have responsibilities for our children and our, our spouses or our significant others uh, to be there for them and to, to be the best person and people that we can be. And that means eating right. That means just um, taking care of ourselves. And when you take care of yourselves, that also um, creates harmony in the house, man. You know, when you start feeling better, um, it's just a, a, you know, a ripple effect. So... Um, hey, our buddy Bob is doing fantastic. Well, I, I want to say fantastic because guess what? Uh, after almost a month, Bob got home from the hospital last night. This guy has uh, had two major surgeries. First was the kidney and then was the heart. Two major surgeries within like two weeks of themselves. And Bob finally got home. So I just want to tell you, uh, he's so thankful for your prayers. And we, we talked about this before about prayers and um the power of prayer, it's not something that you can document and say, well, that they don't work. You know, I have the right to argue with you in that regard um, as much as you would have the right to say, nah, they don't work, Tone. And I would say, yeah, well, they do work. And we can go to we're blue in the faces about that. And it comes down to faith, right? But knowing that so many people were keeping Bob in their prayers, um, the guy had some complications and he's home now. And he's resting. He's still not out of the woods completely. But uh, 
he's home. He feels better heart-wise. He's got the other issues still kicking around with him. So um, keep him in your prayers, if you would. I believe the power of prayer is powerful. I don't think I'd be able to say that. The power of prayer is powerful. <laughs> say that five times. Uh, allergies are just killing me. Every day I get um, an alert from the weather stating it's pollen, uh, you know, the oak and different trees, maple and juniper or something like that. And I mean, we keep the windows closed here and I try uh, try my best. To, I don't really take the medicine for it, but you know, you know how that is. So what are we going to talk about today? I'm just in a weird place uh, in regards to this podcast and talking to you folks. I kind of enjoy it. You know, the whole goal was just to document these days while I'm still here and my kids will have something to uh, go back and listen to and remember me by in case anything happens to me, which I think was a, a pretty cool thing to do. And after 119 episodes, boy, did I bounce around just talking to people, doing interviews, then just being like a solo conversationalist here uh, talking to you. Um, and we talk about life. We talk about motivation. We, t we talk about pos positivity. Um, we keep it real. It's not structured. It's not even uh, planned out. It comes from the heart. Uh, sometimes I guess it's good. Sometimes it could be like, really, dude, you're talking about this again. But isn't that life? Isn't that what we endure all the time about life? We don't know what life is going to throw at us each and every day. We wake up, okay, what's on the plate, man? And we hope and pray for a good day. I know, at least I hope and pray for a good day every day. And when nothing's going on, I spend a lot of my time thinking, contemplating, uh, lately playing the guitar, creating songs, writing. Um, I just feel every, every day that I have here on this earth is a blessed day. And I'm extremely grateful and thankful for that. And I'm trying to do uh, the best I can for the people in my life and trying to be the best person I can because maybe over the years and in my past, maybe I wasn't nice towards them. I don't know, but I know that the end of my days, and I'm not saying this is the end of my days, but later on in life, I just want to make a better positive impact and do today a little bit better than I did it yesterday, if that's at all possible. But it's also confusing uh, in the sense that when we get to a certain point in our lives, we often wonder, what are we doing? And we look, we check ourselves. you know, we, we look for affirmation within our own lives, actions about what we are doing and how we are living our life. And are we doing what we should be doing? Where maybe, and this is probably the truth, most people probably are not thinking this. Uh, people just wake up and do their thing. And then someday they wake up and realize, oh, I'm 80. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of time left. Man, I should have did this or I should have done that. Or I should have been this kind of person or that kind of person. So I think a lot of us wake up one day, and that could be already happening to you or coming in the future, and look at your life. And then you could say, what if, like, what if I would have done this? Or what if would I would have known that way back? Like, where would I be now? Someone on Facebook actually posed that question the other night. They weren't specifically clear and defined in the question, but I kind of took the question as, what if uh, you learned something back in the day about yourself? Would you do anything different? To me, it was like, well, I think I pretty much know everything about myself. 
or something that you've done or something that would affect you or affected you, and you just reacted a different way. And so I said, hey, yeah, I'd like to know, <laughs> as long as it was good stuff. If it was bad stuff, I have no reason to go back in life and uh, analyze different decisions and thoughts, thought processes that I acted on um, because uh, I wouldn't want to change a thing right now. You know, of course, there's always, we can say, well, you should have invested this or done that in a financial aspect of things or Bitcoin. Just imagine, well, look, if it was meant to be, then it would have it happened. It happened for certain people. It didn't happen for me. Maybe it didn't happen for you. A lot of investments, a lot of financial moves, a lot of career moves, sometimes they just don't happen. But to go back and, and to look at what could have been instead, or maybe what should have been, well, is that true as well? How I believe it, if what happened is what should have been. What could have been maybe wasn't meant to be. And that's how I look at life. I don't have any regrets in that way. I put myself out there for a lot of different things. And if uh, people or careers or whatever didn't react accordingly or didn't happen, then it wasn't meant to be. But it wouldn't have been for my lack of trying and for my lack of uh, ambition and uh, just putting myself out there, both physically, emotionally, whatever, in regards to something maybe that I wanted. You can't, you can, go, you can only meet something halfway, right? If you want something, a person, place, or thing, you can only meet that halfway. As far as I'm concerned, you can only do your best. Well, you know, from a from a material aspect or something, sure, you can go 100%. But relationships and careers, you can only go so far without being excessive. So to look back and have any kind of regrets on that, I mean, as long as you put yourself out there and let it known, let it be known of how you feel or, you know, how much you want a job or a career or uh, a life event that maybe you didn't have the full discretion upon, that you didn't have the full uh, control over, then how could you have a regret on that because you put yourself out there? So uh, we get, I think we all get here. You know, I'm here. I've been here for a while. Just looking back, just thinking, and then simultaneously while doing so, just being grateful, you know, and saying, yeah, man, you know, like, yeah, that instance or that instance, because I always say, hey, I got to live in the now, right? You got to think about tomorrow, you know, being mindful of living in right now. But how many of us think back maybe to our glory days when we hit the home run or got a hat trick or could run, you know, 10 miles or bike, you know, 20 miles, 30 miles or, or whatever, whatever your thing is. You know, I think about my days, my little glory days with the band and ice hockey and working out and uh, dirt bikes and traveling and just having a blast with my friends. Those were the glory days. Those, those were a life that once I said I do kind of changed. You know, I do meant uh, you start living for other people, especially when you have kids. I do means I don't necessarily for myself anymore in regards to selfishness and doing things just for me. Every single thing that you do as a parent then becomes a we, and that's your priorities. So life completely changes in that aspect. So, yeah, of course we think back of the, of the old days, hanging out, you know, putting motors in cars, racing, you know, just playing music, having zero responsibilities, and then suddenly life happens, man, with a serious amount of challenge, a serious amount of responsibility and growing up, and what really happens then, 20 years later, you're like, ta-da, the kids fly, <laughs> fly the coop, fly the nest, they're on their own. Hopefully they're strong young people that can take care of themselves. 
and you find yourself sitting in the bunker contemplating life and talking to folks uh, some of which you, you may never know but what a cool thing to be able to do so yeah we all do this we all contemplate things and i've gone through those times where you think about maybe i could have done this or maybe i could have done that it'll, it'll drive you crazy because unless you have a time machine a little tardis to go back um and here's the thing even if we could go back in time did you not listen to your heart at that moment when you made decisions I did in everything, you, you know, in everything without making a fool of myself. And then even in that, I've made fools of myself, a fool of myself in, in doing certain things. No regrets, man. It's called living life. You want something in life. You go for it. You do what you can, uh, the best you can. You prepare yourself for it. Uh, if, if, if it's a job, you're not highly qualified for it. Then you go study more. You go back to college. You get, back, you get more schooling. And you prepare yourself for it even more. You find out everything you need to know about it and then apply for it again. And as long as it's within your realm, if you're a high school graduate and you're looking to, uh, to be a fighter jet pilot, um, probably not going to happen unless you get yourself to a, uh, an aeronautical school or the military. Um, there's what you have to investigate how to do that. But just to have a high school education and say, I'm going to fly jets like tomorrow and then go to the the military and sign right up and say, I want to fly jets right now. And you like barely, you, you barely graduated high school. Is that realistic? I don't think it is. However, you'd have to talk to your local recruiter to find that out, but and get it in writing. You got what I'm saying? Like I know people who wanted to do things um, early on. A buddy of mine, we called him Doc. He was going to be a doctor. He is a doctor. Another buddy of mine, He's talked about wanting to be a lawyer. He is an attorney now. He is the, a partner in the law firm. Another guy I know wanted to be a, a fighter pilot. He was a fighter pilot. He's now retired from the military. Another guy, I, I told the story a long time ago. He was athletic, uh, you know, just very skilled in any sport that he picked up. And I remember seeing this kid, and I didn't hang out with him. I was much older than him, but he lived across the street from my sister. And I remember... Um, one time coming home late at night and I look over at the basketball courts at school, at the high school, the local high school, there's this kid shooting hoops. I'm like, man, doesn't he ever stop? And then suddenly, the, you know, the word came down that all these coaches were, were out looking for him to recruit him. And I'm like, this is fantastic. This kid's a local kid. You know, he's, he's going to do really well. And he goes to college, not for football, like everybody thought he would, but for basketball on a full ride. And then he gets done that, and then guess what happens? He signs a contract for the NFL, and he's a quarterback, a backup quarterback, but still a quarterback in the NFL. This kid knew what he wanted. He worked towards what he wanted. A lot of us will be a little misguided. A lot of us might be undecided. I, I would think... That if you asked or I asked each and every one of my friends right now, and they're already getting ready to be retired, they're 55 to 60 area right around there. If you said, yo, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> what do you want to do with when you grow up? Like Kind of like it's a joke. They will tell you. I don't know. A lot of us fell into careers. A lot of us fell into jobs. I don't know a whole lot of people other than some of the ones that I've mentioned that were like 
that's what I want to do and I'm going to do it. To be able to focus on that specific point. I, I envy people that way because I'm not like that. Even with a podcast, I cannot sit down and specifically identify the one genre, that one focal point that as a podcaster, um, you're supposed to be able to focus. And then that's where your tribe is. And then that's how there are the, those are the people that you're supposed to go after to build your listening ship. I don't have that. You know why? Because I'm all over the place in regards to things I like to talk about. I cannot possibly, that would be like to me, hell. Like that's hell. If you said, go in a classroom and then sit there and all you're going to learn is that one subject all the time. Thank God for 45 minute classes or whatever it was, an hour class and then you switch classes and go into another. I would, I would have died a long time ago just from boredom, you know. But like I was talking this this exact conversation with my daughter the other day about focusing on one topic. She says, Dad, that's not your topic. Everything. You are a guy who is being positive in the face of adversity. You are being mindful of what you have. And that is your podcast, a positivity and mindfulness podcast, which thank her for grounding me again. I'm like, you know, I keep forgetting that sometimes. She's like, well, it just it comes out. That's how you end your shows each and every time. Hey, be positive. Go for what you're looking for or just be appreciative of everything that you have. So even in that way, sometimes we get a little bit misguided. Um, so you might find yourself in, in life, maybe unsatisfied or very satisfied because um, things are tough right now. Things are uh, rough with careers with people downsizing, different companies and such. And you might say, well, I don't, you know, I'm not, this is not my idea of the perfect job. And I would say to you, I can introduce you to probably 90% of my friends that will feel the same way. So why am I mentioning all this is just because um, I guess I'm thinking about it as well. I'm just thinking about life. And uh, I think because of Bob's operation, it makes you wonder. Like what Bob said to me, I guess he'll be okay with me sharing this with you. He said to me uh, on the April 6th is when he went in the night before. He says, dude, I hope I come out of this because I'm a little, I'm a little worried about that. And when you're, you know, one of your best friends says that to you, like this guy thinks he might not make it through this. And it was a legitimate concern. It makes you wonder. And so that's why it meant so much to me that you all out there were praying for this guy because it truly could have been uh, a worst case scenario for him but through the power of prayer and through um, God watching over him because I'll tell you what man he is certainly walking the path him and his wife just do so many really cool things for others so I'm very thankful for that so yeah he made me think about uh, everything not that I don't do it all the time anyway but even more so because it got really real quickly when it's happening to somebody that you know. We talk about the down times. We talk about the times where nothing's happening. And for me, those are the best times. It's a beautiful thing when nothing's happening. If someone says, oh, what's up, man? I'm like, not a thing. And they're, oh, well, you know. I'm like, no, not a thing is fantastic. I love not a thing. I love when nothing's happening. When I can sit there and try to figure out... Uh, how I can cancel out sound waves from a passing truck. 
you know, like there's got to be a way if they're doing it within the, our little earbuds, then there has to be a little box that they can sell that we can set it up on our outside balconies to cancel out unwanted noise uh, fluctuations and sound coming from a, a distance. It's there. Someone hasn't figured it out yet. But these are the wacky things. <laughs> these are the wacky things I sit around and write down in, in, in books. Oh, boy. <laughs> you might be like, okay. Well, hey, how do you think ideas come from? You find a problem and you find a solution. So anyway, uh, very appreciative of Bob getting out of there. Very, very appreciative of your prayers. Very appreciative of everything in life, man. The, the ability to sit here and to be able to see uh, the residual uh, mess of <laughs> these mandarin oranges all over the place and this banana. This assault on the fruit, just took it apart, ate it. Thankful that I'm sitting here and have this food in front of me. Uh, this microphone, this Zoom H6 recorder, the light to my right, the noise canceling, headphones to my right, um, the cats laying on the bed behind me. All of it. Everything. All of it. Just, uh, we are blessed. And I'm going to segue right into this. I got this thing I do on Facebook. Oh, real quick, by the way. If anybody out there goes on YouTube, did you know that Finding Subjects Podcast has a page on YouTube? I got about 20 videos on it. Um, it's just of uh, random stuff. I like to take videos sometimes. But I recently took a, a video, which was very hard to capture, of two crows bothering a red-tailed hawk. And... I just thought it was fascinating, and I think it's fascinating every time I see it because I believe that the red-tailed hawk could easily dispatch a crow in a second uh, with its talons and, and its powerful uh, beak. I think it could probably, you know, not a problem. However, these two crows relentlessly harass this red-tailed hawk that's circling. So I captured this video. actually had to slow it down to half speed just so you could see the amazing aerobatics of this red-tailed hawk doing actual 360s in the air, turning itself, flying inverted to, to grab this crows with its talons that it's just out of reach of doing so. But the flight ability is fantastic. So if you go to Finding Subjects Podcast or just search it in there, uh, you'll see the logo to the podcast and then uh, you will see uh, all of the videos there, like 20 of them. It's just miscellaneous stuff, but just wanted to bring that to your attention. But like that, uh, like that majestic hawk that is so prepared to survive in the wild, you wonder why does it not go after the, the crow? Why does it just endure the crow and defend itself instead of going on the offensive? And from the people that I've spoke to, the belief is, yes, it could easily kill that crow if it wanted to, but engaging in that act of violence the hawk could also end up hurting itself and in that way jeopardizing its existence because it needs to hunt and fly and not be hurt or sick or wounded each and every day to ensure its survival. So as I was watching that, I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, that, that hawk certainly has the weapons to be violent and to finish that fight. However, it chooses to fly by itself and mind its own business as best it can while defending itself. It was just a little bit of, uh, I guess, all iron, if you want to call it that, in regards to uh, things happening today in today's world. Anyway, listen, 
prayer. Thank you so much for it. And it just makes me very mindful and very aware of everything that I have in life. And so uh, thank you for that. And Bob, thanks you for that. Have a fantastic day. Um, we'll talk to you soon. This is Tony. You are listening to Finding Subjects Podcast. Have a great day. See ya. Peace.